Hello and welcome to Time to Soar podcast, the number one personal development, faith building, and birth dream place for you. Your fabulous host is Beverly J. Miller, founder of Soar. Get ready to be inspired as you turn your crawl into a walk, your walk into a run, and your run into a soar. Hello and welcome to Time to Soar. I am your host, Beverly J. Miller, and founder of Soar. Soar is sisters overcoming obstacles, achieving greatness, reaching new heights. Soar was birthed out of my own personal experiences of bouncing back from setbacks and overcoming obstacles. I am also an associate minister of the Canaan Baptist Church located in Newcastle, Delaware, where the senior pastor is Reverend Dr. Christopher Allen Bullock. You can visit my website at BeverlyJMiller.com to learn more about me. So today, let's talk about overcoming fear and moving from fear to faith. Why? Because fear is the number one emotion that holds people back from achieving their goals and dreams. Fear is such a common topic that it has been addressed by life coaches, motivational speakers, sermonized by preachers, and of course the Bible teaches us on fear. Yes, I get it, and and I understand that we all have fears, but ask yourself this question. When I get to the end of my life, would I have any regrets? of not pursuing that thing I wanted? Would I still be saying and thinking, what if? Stories are powerful too, so allow me to tell you a short but true story about a woman named Bonnie Ware. Bonnie Ware is an Australian nurse who spent several years caring for patients in the last 12 weeks of their lives. And as she cared for the dying, she recorded their epiphanies in a blog called Inspiration and Chi, which eventually became a book called The Top Five Regrets of Dying. When questioned about regrets those dying had or anything they would do differently, one common theme surfaced again and again. The number one regret was, I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life others expected of me. That was the most common regret of all. When people realize that their life is almost over and they look back clearly on it, it is easy to see how many dreams have gone unfulfilled. Most people have not honored even half of their dreams and died knowing that it was due to fear and choices they made. What dreams do you have that have not been fulfilled due to fear, due to listening to outside voices or those inner thoughts that causes one to doubt themselves? Miles Monroe, well-known preacher, said, The wealthiest place in the world is not the gold mines of South America or the oil fields of Iraq and Iran. 
They are not the diamond mines of South Africa or the banks of the world. The wealthiest place on the planet is just down the road. It is the cemetery. Why? Because it is there that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled. The books that were never written. The songs that were never sung. The inventions that were never shared. The cures that were never discovered. All because someone was too afraid to take that first step, to keep with the problem, or be determined to carry out their dream. Do not let your dream die with you. Do not let anyone or anything stop you. Just imagine if Mozart had never written his music. Steve Jobs had never bought us Apple. Disney had not developed his parts, and Shakespeare had not written his plays. Of course, the list can go on. However, the point I want to make is that there are many things people fear that allow themselves to be held back from stepping forward into their calling or destiny. Have you ever thought about an idea or an invention and you did not act on it? And a few years later, you see someone else doing that thing you thought of and then that person becomes successful on an idea you had. The difference, my beloved, is that they put action to their idea and whatever fear they may have had, they faced the fear and succeeded. What fears are keeping you from stepping towards your dream, from pursuing your passion, or stepping forward and doing what God has called you to do? Fear can be a complicated emotion. It can motivate or it can paralyze depending on how you choose to approach it. Fear can be a positive emotion because God gave us this emotion to protect us from danger. It is a fear, however, that paralyzes us and causes us to shrink back is the fear we want to overcome. One popular acronym for fear is false evidence appearing real. In other words, the fear appears real even though it is not happening at that moment, but you are making an assumption about the outcome without knowing how the situation will play out. I want to, however, give another acronym for fear that I recently came across by Zig Ziglar, and that is face everything and rise. In other words, go for it. Feel the fear and face it. I recall a time in my life when fear had such a grip on me that I ran away from ministry. I ran from the call and plan and purpose God had on my life. I had what I call the Gideon complex. What is that? That is when the outward picture that others have of you do not match up with the actual image you have inside your head. And so did Gideon. 
Read Judges 6 if you are not familiar with the story. Gideon was, Gideon was seen as a mighty warrior in the eyes of the Lord. However, he only saw himself as the weakest in his family and of his clan. Gideon probably thought to himself, why in the world would God call on someone that couldn't do him any justice? What was holding Gideon back from seeing himself as God saw him was fear, anxiety, and doubt. How do you see yourself? By now, I hope that you should be asking yourself, how do I move from fear to overcoming? Let me say that what is paramount over anything is to seek God in prayer and be transparent before him about your feelings. What I want to share with you, however, my beloved, are five graceful steps along with prayer to overcoming fear. Point one, see yourself as God sees you. Do not allow feelings of inadequacy or inferiority prevent you from moving forward. God sees you as an overcomer, as more than a conqueror, as fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that he knows the plans that he has for you, plans to give you peace and an expected end. God does not see you as defeated. So flip the script, flip the image you have of yourself and see yourself as God sees you. Next step is to use the fear to give you courage. In other words, use the fear as fuel. God will never give you anything to do that will not frighten you. Remember Gideon in Judges chapter 6. If it does not make you afraid, it is not from God. God's dreams will always make you afraid because he wants to make sure that only he can make it possible. In other words, God wants and deserves the credit. If what you are doing does not need God to get it done, then it is not God's assignment for your life. So the fear that you feel or or feeling is the proof that it is from God. So when you are afraid, use the fear as fuel to give you courage and go for it. Think about this. Courage is only possible where fear is present. The fear gives place to courage and the courage is then motivated by faith. Have the courage to move forward in spite of the fear. Point three, trust. We have to trust. You know the saying, if he brings you to it, he will bring you through it. It's true. God will never leave you or forsake you. God wants you to succeed and not fail. Trust that he will meet you wherever you are. Cast your cares upon him doubts and all, and he will begin the process of perfecting his good work in you. 
Whenever I have a task, I recall what God did before. And I am reassured that if he did it before, he will do it again and again and again. When I'm about to go before an audience, I say, okay, God, let's go. Because it is not me, it's the Holy Spirit working through me. When you realize that it is not about you, then it releases a lot of the pressure. Point number four, do not fixate on what you think are your weaknesses. God told Gideon to go in the strength of the Lord, not in his own strength, but in God's strength. Isaiah 40, 29 says, he gives strength to the weary and to him who lacks might, he increases power. When you surrender to God, your feelings of inadequacy, you will see that God will strengthen you. Point five, focus on the positive because you become what you think. Let's use gardening here as an analogy. Thoughts are seeds and our mind is the garden. Give it the right consequences, the earth will grow anything. Our minds grow the thoughts we entertain. It cultivates them and gives nutrients and sustenance. These thinking seeds ultimately determine what we think of ourselves. So how do you sow the right thinking seeds? Philippians 4.8 tells to think on whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is fair, F-A-I-R, whatever is pure, whatever is acceptable, whatever is commendable, if there is anything of excellence and if there is anything praiseworthy, keep thinking about these things. Remember, my beloved, that the enemy has a tendency to attack our minds. But you have a tool to help you overcome. God's word is always present and available to help you fight and is your double-edged sword to fight the enemy's voice. So when the enemy says to you, you are not smart enough, God says, I will give you wisdom. When the enemy says you are not able, God says you are able. When the enemy says it is not worth it, God says it will be worth it. When the enemy says it's impossible, God says all things are possible. When the enemy says you can figure it out on your own strength, God says I will direct your steps. When the enemy says you can't do it, God says you can do all things. When the enemy says be afraid, God says I have not given you fear. Use the word of God to combat fear and doubt with faith. Here's my challenge to you, my beloved. Take some time and write down things that you fear. It can be emotional, physical, or spiritual. Just take three to five minutes. You will benefit from seeing it written down. 
It does not matter how long or short your list is. The point is to write it down and look at it. Here are some that I hear often and maybe you can identify with them. Fear of what will people think if I try and fail. If I fail, I will not be lovable. If I blow it, I will never get another chance. Another failure will destroy what little self-esteem I have left. Fear of inadequacy. Fear that I may not be as brilliant, smart, astute, deserving, or as good as others if I fail. My final thought to you on overcoming fear is to take it in steps and celebrate the small victories. Know that you are fully loaded and in the end, you win. Let's pray. Father, you assured us in 1 John 4, 18 that there is no fear in your love because your perfect love casts out all fear. So, Father, for those listening to this podcast that are tormented by any type of fear, I declare that they shall not fear because you are with them, that they will move with confidence towards their destiny and the call on their life, because no matter what happens in their journey or faith, your rod and your staff will always be at hand to comfort them. We receive your promises by faith today in Jesus' name. So until we meet again, my beloved, remember, it is time to soar. Thank you for tuning in to Time to Soar podcast, the number one personal development, faith building and birth dream place hosted by Beverly J. Miller. If you enjoyed this podcast, then please remember to subscribe and follow us on Facebook. Until next time, remember, you can start where you are and turn your crawl into a walk your walk into a run, and your run into a soar.